0: the lady who does the siri voice
1: no what does she, she look like i
0: think she i think she does like youtube videos i saw some video of her and like she was doing all like the siri voices and i was like oh
1: that's weird man
2: <laughs> i just i'm not right about
1: that <laughs> i thought it was just like a computer generated thing but i guess like it probably has to be some yeah somewhat no, based I, off of a person
0: yeah right it's just I've always been so interested by that because I'm like, you know, I'm like, there's probably some phrases that they had her say, but I'm like, for small things like, you know, Siri say this, she probably had to like
1: say every word, every letter, like that probably a lot. (laughs) I know. And like, I know they have like some like computer software or whatever that you can like, like based off of just like a few like words, they can probably like figure out how she would say another word i'm sure
0: oh descript can do that did you know that Hmm. yeah i think um there's like a thing you can do in descript you can like sit down like say some words or like do whatever like you can re-record pieces and put them in there sure but there's also like it can take certain words and then um if you're like oh i don't like that bless you it can replace it it's it's interesting. The, the tutorials about that on YouTube are very interesting. And I'm like, I don't have enough interest to
1: play with it. So I haven't done it, but i wonder how much money she made off of that too. Oh, I would be interested to know
0: how that contract works. Cause you know how, like, I don't know if you know this, but like, I, when I was doing modeling school, when I was like 13, they, this, one of the ladies that was one of our teachers, she used to be in like playtex commercials in like the nineties. And she was like, well, we get residuals. Right. So she's like, my contract was a three-year contract for this one commercial. Mm -hmm. And over the course of three years, um, every time that commercial played, she got paid. And after three years, she didn't get paid anymore after it played. And she's like, I made ninety thousand dollars over three years for one
1: commercial.
2: So, I mean, Crazy. like thirty
0: thousand dollars a year in the '90s ain't bad. No. And I'm like, imagine, like I think John told me, like the chick who plays Flo is actually like one of the highest paid commercial actors,
1: or the highest paid commercial actor. Oh, I Hollywood. wouldn't doubt it. She's been Flo for how many years now? Exactly. Like, there's actually so a I Halloween costume that can be Flo. <laughs>
0: Right, and it's like I would be super curious to know what that contract is with the chick who played Siri, like, or does Siri's voice, like, is it is she just contractually obligated at certain times, like that? I mean, I guess voice actors would, voice actors, I don't know how that works out.
1: All I mean, right. like I said before, like I do listen to a lot of like audiobooks, and I always like thought like that'd be kind of like a cool side gig too. It'd be just recording for audiobooks or like reading a book.
0: So this can be a side topic combo, but John's friend, Janice, she actually just started doing that and wow. John is considering doing it. And I'm like, he should, he has a great reading voice, yeah, um, yeah. but basically what happens is you sign up however that happens. And then you can choose to either be paid um, by the download or the buy, or you can be paid Certain amount. I don't know. It depends on how there was like some weird thing, or you can be like, it doesn't really matter. Like, I choose either or depending on how the author wants the book distributed. And then you read like 20 minutes or something of the, of the book. You basically send in kind of like an application. And if they like the way that you read, then they'll book you. And then you do the reading and then you submit it and then you like get paid. And that's kind of like just all that you do.
1: Yeah. I, I think that'd be a great gig. <laughs> yeah. So
2: definitely. Especially like me being the book it. nerd that
1: I am. I think though I would struggle like if I didn't like the story and I had to like read it and I'd be like, oh. But.
0: Right. I think you can pick. I, I would assume there's a probably spot that's like, these are the people, probably like a marketplace. Like these are the people looking for like voices. Yeah. And you can probably like pick and choose, but definitely like look into it. I mean. If you have questions, I mean, I can probably find out from Janice, but she set up like, apparently there's like a pop-up booth thing. It's like this, basically it's this pop-up, it like folds and folds down and it's a recording booth and it's Hmm. padded and everything. And you can like pack it down and it can like travel with you in your car. It is like $5,000, but (laughs) it's like a professional pop-up booth, which I think is kind of cool.
2: Interesting. Anyway, hello everybody. <laughs> we
0: are back. Welcome to episode twenty-five of Take a Killer to Brunch. Um, we are here. It is spooky season. By the time you're hearing this, um, I mean how how October is tomorrow for us, but we're like mid-month at this point when you're listening to it. So, oh, speaking of
1: today, focus hmm? Pocus two is coming out. Oh my God. You're fucking right.
0: Okay. So we're going to talk about hopes hopes to the next time we see each other. Yes. 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 Okay. Good. 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 I am so excited. Where is my thingy? Uh, Okay. I was trying, I forgot. I exited out of our stats stuff. And I was like, that was a bad idea. So I have to pull it back up. Any hoop to doop. I'm so excited for Hocus Pocus 2. If you're excited for Hocus Pocus 2, well, Hocus Pocus 2 is already out at this point. <laughs> so, let us know what you thought of Hocus Pocus 2 uh, in the comments or send us an email or send us a message because I still haven't gotten an email, but at this point it'll be mid-October. So whatever, we'll see.
1: Yeah, I really, really, really hope it's going to be really good because I mean, how many years have we waited for this? <laughs> I mean, we were children when that movie came out. Like, yeah. yeah, very small children. Yeah,
0: fan girl. I'm, I'm just happy they got all the original, the, the three, right? Like if they the didn't, three, then no I, one know. That movie.
1: I know, I'm so happy too. Yeah. That's how I kind of feel too. Like, I know Sean said the same thing too. He's super like, it's funny. Cause we're watching, um, house of dragon, which is a game of Thrones spinoff, you know, he got and super if you're a salty. Fan of that, drop that. Let yeah. Me. I'll talk man, to you man, all day try. about that one. Um, <laughs> but he was super salty because, um, since it's only supposed to be like a a short spin-off, it's like a one season, I believe, only kind of thing, they decided that they were going to jump like quite a few years. So all like the younger actors and actresses, they had to replace obviously with older ones to make it more realistic and to follow along the fact that it's like 10 years in the future now. Um, He's like, I can't watch this anymore. They're not even the same people. He's like, I got invested into the fact that he was so like seriously like upset about it was kind of (laughs) cute. He's like, I can't get into this now sorry man i don't know what to tell you i'm like, so, oh, well, not gonna have like a 15 year old girl over here like popping out babies like <laughs> even though they were in that time yeah, but that's yeah. fine <laughs> um, but she
2: supposedly has like three I'm, kids though
0: that's how i feel like when i'm watching like dubbed versus subbed anime like fairy tale for example fairy tale has like 500 plus episodes. Like it's a huge, huge series. And up to a certain point, there are no more English dubbed versions. I think it's like in season five or something, there's no more English dub. So I had to like go to Crunchyroll and listen to it subbed. And I don't mind subtitles. Like I'm fine with subtitles, but the voices were totally different. And I was like, I'm sorry. Like I have to adjust to your new voice because I'm not prepared. <laughs> And it's just, they're always like roguely different. If I'm like only watching a subbed anime and then I see an English dubbed version, then I'm like, that's a weird transition. I have to like, it's weird, <laughs> man. And I, I it takes me like five episodes to adjust to a new voice. And it's, it's, it's hard. Anyway. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the sideboard. Um... <clears throat> we're happy to have you all here. And we wanted to shout out to where all of our lovely patients are from. We're getting close to spooky season. So do you know what you're going to be for Halloween? Let us know what you're going to be for Halloween. If you celebrate Halloween, what do you celebrate during the fun fall festivities? Like we would love to know what everybody kind of does. Like, do you have like a tradition that you do? Um, do you go out in the woods and like, Worship a constellation? Like, do you trick or treat? Like, that's fun stuff. Like, let us know what you do. Mm -hmm. So, hello to everybody in India, the United Kingdom, Russia, France, Ireland, Belgium, Italy, Jamaica, Sweden, Nigeria, El Salvador, Canada, Mexico, Germany, the Philippines, Albania, Bulgaria, Spain, and South Africa. And then to all of our American Um, Listeners, hello to everyone in Arizona, California, Florida, Washington, Illinois, Georgia, Virginia, Texas, New York, Colorado, Nevada, Tennessee, Kansas, Michigan, Wisconsin, South Carolina, Pennsylvania, Utah, Minnesota, Montana, North Carolina, Maryland, Nebraska, Indiana, Kentucky, Massachusetts, New Jersey, Oregon, New Hampshire, Oklahoma, New Mexico, and Iowa. Hello, hello, hello. Happy to have you all here. (laughs)
2: I just so one of these days, Darcy's go is gonna be able
1: to just say, "Welcome all fifty states,"
0: <laughs> right? I'm gonna be like, "Listen, you're all here. You've all checked in. You get one group pass. Shuffle that way to the cafeteria." <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, we're not about to sing you the the song for all the states of the United States. <laughs> no, that no, was traumatizing. I didn't. <laughs> I don't remember
0: them all as an adult, so obviously it didn't work. So, oh, I think
1: I could probably, if I really, really thought about it, probably could list them all. Because there, there, there's like I, a little. Bit- jingle or whatever you can literally like
2: list them all off like alphabetically i would rather sing the um the fucking
0: what is it called the periodic table song than that song (laughs) i would need to i would need a refresher on that song but i mean if people want to hear me sing it you guys gotta let me know and then i'll i will sing it for you i'll memorize it and i'll sing it
1: I don't think I. I don't think I know the periodic table one. Like I said, I know the. It's fabulous. States and I could probably do the ABCs backwards. <laughs> oh man! I don't know. The fact that they somebody was trying to use that, you know, to test if people were drunk or not. I can't even barely do that sober. So.
0: Yeah, that's kind of fucked to do that. Yeah. And And no offense to the world, like everything is a construct, right? Like time is a construct. So is the alphabet. You actually don't have to have the alphabet in any particular order for it to be correct. So fuck you, (laughs) whoever decided that. Anyway, okay. Well, hello to everybody. Um, We are in our spooky season episodes and I don't have a very long one for you. I know my last one was pretty long, um, but I have, so I'm just gonna go ahead and give a trigger warning now. I know I make everybody depressed, but <laughs> um, trigger warning, this does involve minors. This does involve um, minors being murdered or molested or anything along those lines. Um, in general, it just that kind of topic is talked about. Not super in depth, just so you know. Um, but it is surface level conversation. So if that makes you uncomfortable, um, you can skip around. Like I said, nothing's gonna go into super big detail, but those kinds of topics are mentioned um, because it's multiple little stories. Kind of like your last episode, it was multiple little stories. Mine is multiple little stories, um, but it also just brings some awareness. So I'm gonna read off some stats and I'm gonna see if you can guess. Who I'm kind of covering this week? Cool. And I'll ask you a question. If you get the question right, then yeah, here you go. Because have I haven't been good me? at this lately, though. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna quiz you. Okay. So, um, to kick things off, depressing. Year to date in 2022, there have I mean, this is probably this came out in May, so it's probably higher now. But at least 135 teaching professionals have been arrested for crimes against students um that's 117 teachers 11 teachers aides, and seven substitutes and what are the crimes you're asking well they range anywhere from all types of sex related crimes um including but not limited to molestation sodomy and rape all the way to forcing um students into child pornography rings so Other not-so-fun fact, most sex-related crimes against students are done by male teachers. Men, right? Men. Um, But here's a fucking weird thing, and I'm not saying anyone should do this because I, I am part of a podcast, but I Googled, you know, like, teachers. I Googled basically, like, teachers killing students or teachers suggestive things that the fbi is probably like she okay right yeah. and <laughs> what's the first thing that like popped up on like my list it, it was like a, it was like a sex related search and it was like um all strictly for search and um research purposes nothing i wanted nothing to see visuals or anything like that but um the first thing that popped up on google was um 10 or whatever, like female. It, it had to do with like female teachers, like being arrested or like their charges with like their relationships, like with their students. And I was like, oh, funny how you're gonna directly go to like the what the female teachers, right? Because it's like I don't know. Like I feel like there's always like the it's either a story arc or it's a stereotype. Like she slept with her professor, right? And it's like this kind of accepted thing you know what i mean like it's accepted that the student wants to sleep with the teacher and most of the time it's she's a female student he's a male teacher but then when it's a female teacher and a male student it's almost kind of like i don't know like it's all that's the taboo one right yeah it's acceptable yeah. for an older man to pursue a younger woman but it's taboo for a an older woman to pursue a younger man in a professional teaching setting is kind of what i'm trying to get at
2: you know yeah. what i mean
0: So I just found that to be a little bit laughable of like, okay, so if you're researching this kind of stuff, they're going to be like,
2: look at all these terrible
0: women, but most of the stuff's done by men. So there's some statistics for you. Now, my question is, if you haven't already started thinking, do you remember who my
2: favorite Halloween monster is? your favorite one out of all like your classic like the, like the classic the horror ones that we movies. talked about hmm? like the classic
1: horror movie like characters mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. I
0: have to call them monsters because
2: like they were not real people <laughs> so do you remember who my favorite is mm. I don't know I just I know, I can't remember if it was you that I watched them with or if it was somebody else, but Michael
1: Myers? No.
2: <laughs> See, I suck at this.
1: <laughs> it's Freddy Krueger. <laughs> ah, I was going to say Friday. I should have just said Friday.
0: <laughs> Freddy Krueger, he's my favorite. Maybe that's where I got the inspiration for the long nails that I like, which will make an appearance sometime in October. um Because you guys should always follow proper acrylic nail healing time. And I did not. So I'm suffering the repercussions of my actions. But they'll come back. I'm not turned off by them. But Freddy Krueger was always my favorite. Nightmare on Elm Street was amazing. um, And all of them were. So we are covering the case of Freddy Krueger, kind of. It'll be a little bit different this week than it was last. the last one I covered. um, Which is the story um, about the attacks in... Norway, that kind of tied into like the Jason Voorhees um, story. So I couldn't find magically, there were no, there were no stories I could find related to like people dying because of dreams. Like the only things I could find were like stories about that kind of thing. There were no real like mystical hoo has or whatever. <laughs> so I went the next, I went the next route and I I was like, well, I know the story of Freddy. So we're gonna take that route. So some stuff about Freddy Krueger, we're gonna dive in and we're gonna go into those stories. Um, so a little bit about Freddy Krueger. Uh, he was created by Wes Cravens back in the 1970s. And he his original character was supposed to be, because if you remember the original Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy Krueger was a teacher who killed his students. Wes Cravens actually wanted him to be a, because he's like, what's the most evil villain person that I can think of? And it was someone who molested children. So he was actually supposed to be a child molester, but the studios were actually kind of like, we should change that. Because actually at that time during the seventies in California, there was a ton of child molestation cases coming out. Mm -hmm. um, And they were like, we kind of don't want to associate this with that. Um, so I guess in hindsight, he kind of won because he's like, that was the most disgusting thing I could think of. And it was so disgusting that they were like, we'd rather him kill the students than molest them. So that's what that's what ended up happening. But fun fact, in the remake in 2010, um, they actually, I guess, like retook that approach and they focused more on Freddy and his backstory and actually made him the molested molesting teacher that he was and the students didn't actually die so it was kind of interesting how the remake focused more on the original concept that was kind of cool so he was created and he's supposed to be a child molester but then they turned him into a child murderer and if you don't know the story about freddy krueger the movie's been out since the 70s so i'm not going to spoil anything for you go watch it it's amazing it's my favorite one but basically he's a school teacher who murders his students in the boiler room he takes them down to the boiler room. And he murders them. And then the parents of the town find out. And so they burn him alive in the schoolhouse in the boiler room. He dies. And then he comes back um, and he infiltrates the dreams of like the surviving victims and the people of the town and he kills them in their dreams. And he has <clears throat> these long claw knife fingers um, and he's severely burned. He has this brown or greenish red striped sweater, you know, fedora slacks the whole nine and um he's defeated if he gets pulled out of the dream into the human world he becomes vulnerable to human ailments and he can be defeated like that so there's kind of like the origin story of Freddy Krueger fun facts that I found that I thought were just fun to share are um the evil dead in the evil dead 2 you can watch um if you watch the evil dead 2 Freddie's gloved claw hand or his glove can be seen hanging above the door of the tool shed. And that was um, kind of like an homage or a response from uh, to Wes, who obviously created Freddy Krueger from Sam uh, Raimi, who did the Evil Dead stuff. Hmm. Um, so Sammy or Sam put that in his movie, The Evil Dead 2, as an homage to Wes, because Wes had put an Evil Dead. Uh, had the evil dead playing in the background of a nightmare on elm street which is super cute and um the evil dead the original one from 1984 is probably my favorite horror movie of all time go watch it it's definitely not for the faint of heart so it's a fabulous movie go watch it not the remake the remake was garbage but <laughs>
1: so i love when like, was- like, like movies and stuff like that do like the little hidden egg stuff like i know yeah. a lot of disney's do that like they do a lot of little hidden egg things and like when people find them like oh that's so cool I never even noticed that I'm the worst at noticing things like that
0: (laughs) so I'm about to do this like in succession and then I'll maybe I mean I'm going backwards to the first time it happened so bear with me um but yeah go watch all these movies and find a little easter eggs so when the evil dead 2 comes out Wes Wes's Freddy Krueger glove can be seen above the tools above the door in the tool shed because he put the original evil dead playing in the background of the original nightmare on Elm Street um which was because sam put a poster of wes's film the hills have eyes in the background of the original evil dead movie because wes um had put a ripped up jaws poster in the original the hills have eyes so the hills have eyes comes out there's a ripped up jaws poster and the sam didn't work on jaws there's i tried to like do some like digging i don't know what that was about but i'm guessing sam either had some bad blood or he really liked jaws like i don't know what that connection was um but sam saw the ripped up jaws poster and the hills have eyes so when he made the evil dead he put the evil dead poster in the background and then when when west saw that sam had put that poster up he then put the evil dead playing in the background of the original nightmare on elm street and then when sam saw that he then took Freddie's gloved hand and put it above the tool shed door in the hills have eyes or the evil dead too and i was like that's adorable <laughs> so there's my little if then's who's he so that was a little fun <laughs> one so cute um i also looked up well how many people has freddy Krueger actually killed right because people track that stuff be based on if you didn't know there was a little like TV show like a mini TV series called Freddy's Nightmares um, and according to that he's like he opens this like journal thing and he has it listed down now mind you this was these numbers would be higher now because more movies came out after this TV series and remakes have been done but according to this series the OG Freddy Krueger has killed 11 kids 43 adults 27 dogs and 34 cats and one canary
2: just the one canary
0: Just the one canary and it kind of like makes me think of that book like the the man who swallowed a fly or like the lady whoever whatever swallowed oh, the fly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like
2: bigger 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 anyway yeah it's not i who swallowed that or fly or whatever yeah
0: such a good book twisted it's when you think about good. it but good yeah Um, his method of killing was invading people's dreams and his clawed hand. Um, and now I'm going to kind of get into some of these stories. So I'm actually basically going to read you an article, but my sources about all of this leading into these stories, um, was qaanswers.com, Wikipedia, and I'm going to be reading directly from this article from listverse.com. The reason why I'm not noting it is because there's, They're 10 stories, but they're they're literally like a paragraph and a half. So they're so short that my notes are basically the the story itself. So I'm just going to actually read them from you, like read them to you. So just to make sure I'm giving credit where credit is due, like I said, the website that I'm referencing is listverse.com and it came out March 14th, 2016. So it's a few years old. It's titled 10 Disturbing Cases of Teachers Killing Students by Robert uh, Grimnick. Scriminick. There's two M's. Riminick. Um, So I'm going to read this article to you because Freddie killed his students in the OG nightmare on Elm Street. So it was very hard to find this, this article and these stories because you mainly, if you Google anything in that, like I literally Googled teachers murdering students and article after article was Teacher and students found dead, shooting. So you're going to easily find more students killing teachers than you are teachers killing students, but here we go. So I'm going to skip the intro and just dive right in. So the first one is Nathaniel Mellerson. So Nathaniel Mellerson was a 29-year-old computer teacher at the Miami-Dade Community College in Florida, and he also gave private lessons. One of his students was 36-year-old Kathy Esri, Mellerson had feelings for Kathy and according to his mother, they even dated for two months. The problem was that Esther had a husband and according to her family, she cut off the private lessons with Mellerson because he became a problem person. You can interpret that however you see fit. Mm. Whereas Mellerson's mother said the two had dated, Kathy's family did not know if they were involved in anything more than a teacher-student relationship. So it's a classic he said, she said. It doesn't change the outcome of the story. (laughs) Um, Regardless of whether they dated or if it was all in his head, Mellerson was upset over the fact that Kathy was married. So on January 14th, 1997, Mellerson went to Kathy's parents' home where she lived with her husband, uh, Geoffrey. So Kathy's parents let Mellerson into the house while Kathy and Geoffrey were out. When the couple came home, Geoffrey and Mellerson got into a fight and then Mellerson shot Geoffrey, killing him. Mellerson then took aim at his students, shooting Kathy to death, and finally he turned the gun on himself. Kathy's parents witnessed the murders of their daughter and son-in-law, but they were able to escape without injury. And that's the first story of Nathaniel Mellerson. So I don't know. It's I'm happy to go more in depth into any of these cases I'm about to cover. These are just really quick snippets. So if there's anyone that you, Shannon, particularly want to know more about, let me know. Um, if there's anything you lovely listeners want to know more about, or you do know more about, let me know. Um, We'd love to put them on my list. So there's your first one, let you digest. So feel free to interject as you see fit. Um, number nine is, yes. I gotta go
1: potty. Okay can you hear me now
2: Audio. a little i wonder if it's like oh my god i didn't <laughs> i didn't tell you
0: this but when we were last weekend when we were swimming at the beach there's a bunch of fish yeah uh, and they're like big-sized fish and something had startled them we think it was these kayakers close to us that like a school of them like jumped and one of them like hit me in the back it's <laughs> <I was> like <laughs> I just got like fucking smacked by a fucking fish and it had some weight behind it I wasn't ready oh my god what the fuck is going on I'm gonna put my headphones on
2: open <laughs> Yeah,
0: they're now that like, you know, the storm has passed, they're leaf blowing everything. So it's just been like leaf blowers (laughs) going all day.
2: Okay, now say something. Can you hear me now? Oh my god, yes. Okay, great. (laughs) And it was totally me. It's definitely those things in the background. So sorry if you guys hear leaf blowers. That's what it is. Okay. I didn't hear anything, so Okay, good. I, I, it was definitely like we're cutting. Like I could hear like, like that's what I could hear from you. And i oh now you're all kind of choppy though.
0: Um and I know someone somewhere is gonna be like shut up <laughs> just in general. I love it. You you hear your neighbors. Shut up. (laughs) Oh my God. These poor neighbors. I hope that none of them are ever on their balconies when you and I are, (laughs) when you and I are talking, cause I'm just like, first of all, she's lovely. And like the lady next door, like John likes her a lot. She, they left us like some printed out notes and like basically things for us to do while we're here. It was the sweetest thing. Like anyone's Uh ever done for us, like the kindest people. Um, yeah. Cause
1: usually like people, when they know that there's an Airbnb next door, they usually like hate that. I <laughs> know yeah, this, I honestly, if me and John like moved to
0: move to the keys, like we would probably live in this community. This community amazing. So there, there we go. Okay. So number nine, um, this does, does take place in South Africa. So let me know how screwed up. I mentioned anything. I know we have a South Africa listener. I know. So whoever's listening in South Africa, please totally tell me how much I'm doing wrong. So we'll see. Um, Called the death of Sintembiso Wanya. So in May, 1999 students at the Sintembiso Uh, high school in Durban, South Africa, were planning on going on a field trip, and they were told the cost was $1.60. Later, they found out that it only cost $1.30, so they demanded the extra $0.30 to be returned. When the refund wasn't given to them, a group of students started throwing rocks at the principal's car. Fearing for their safety, the teachers and the principal locked themselves in the library, when the students started throwing rocks at the library windows, the principal and teacher opened fire on them. And by throwing, yeah, I mean it sounds like that's a huge reaction. So like they're throwing rocks and they break the library windows. And I'm like, did you just ha- did you have weapons on you, or was the library just like stacked with weapons? <laughs> I have questions.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. So, as mentioned in the title. Sintumbiso uh, Kwenya, who was 19, was killed by the shots that were fired, while uh, Sibusiso Mobuto, who was also 19, and Becky uh, Menadu, who was 18, were both injured. Uh, The teacher and the principal were arrested, but they were eventually released on a $160 bail. Um, a spokesperson for the education department said that it was clearly self-defense, but they can't condone the actions of the teacher and the principal. So while they are like, listen, they were defending themselves. We just don't condone that kind of behavior.
2: Yeah. I mean, what year did this happen? Do you know? 99. Huh? I mean, I don't know. Go ahead it's a little extreme I mean
1: what, I, I get it like it's probably annoying that the kids are throwing rocks at them but I mean if I were like ever to condone like if they had that those guns on them like why did they decide to shoot at the children instead of just making
2: like a gunfire noise like shooting the ground or whatever just uh- to kind of like, scare them off you know I mean like I don't
1: know. I, I guess it's like it depends on the circumstance of like I mean, it looks sounds sounds to me that they're older older age students obviously with 18 and 19 year olds and stuff like that. I don't know if they mm-hmm. fear that they actually would have killed them with the rocks you know if they're being that violent or if they're just being more destructive because they're annoyed you know and pissed off that they didn't get their 30 cents back.
0: Right and it's like but- I don't know what the education system in South Africa is like let alone what it was like. <clears throat> in the 90s like i don't know what any of that is like um but regardless of that fact like i agree it's like a human is a human and <clears throat> your first instinct shouldn't just be to just like shoot them like right like they probably like, yeah. started throwing rocks because they wanted to scare them into giving them back their money i'm not saying that, mm-hmm. that was appropriate but you know like i also don't know what their economic system was like back then so like this is also been translated into American dollars. Right. <clears throat> so that could, that was probably a lot of money for them. And they were like, no, like, get, like you're just taking extra money from us that you don't need to keep. And we want a refund and they weren't going to give it to them. So they went by force, but I don't think the right reaction was they have rocks and we have weapons. So we're just going to yeah. open fire and kill a yeah. student. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's definitely an extreme, uh, extreme response. hmm so number eight
0: was Nesma um Katun. So late one Friday in February of 2016, so a little more recent, um, the badly beaten body of Vinya Matu, who was 12, was found on the steps of his hostel at the Sapphire International School in Ranchi, India, or Ranchi. Tell me, our Indian our India listeners, let me know. Um He was taken to the hospital where he died from severe injuries to the head, chest, and liver. During the police investigation, they found CCTV footage of Mato leaving the hostel after midnight and heading towards the teacher's quarters, which was only a short distance away. Teachers and other staff were interviewed and they determined that Mato went to the home of teacher Nesma Khatun, Katoon's son had invited Mato to eat, and when Katoon's 11-year-old daughter and the son wanted the relationship to end... Oh, I totally skipped a line. I was like, wait a second. Katoun's son had invited Mato over to eat, and when Mato arrived, he was confronted by the son. It turned out that Mato was in love with Katoon's 11-year-old daughter, and the son wanted the relationship to end. Mato refused and Katoon's son pummeled him. The assault awoke both Katoon and his daughter, awoke Khatun and her daughter, and when they came downstairs, they found Mato badly beaten. They said that they panicked and dragged Mato to the second story of the house where they threw him out of the window.
2: Katoon was arrested on February 10th and she is currently awaiting trial. Jeez. All because he, so let me get this straight. The little, the little, the 12 year old liked her daughter. Is that what it is? Yes. Who was so like 11 year old. Right? Yeah. The 12 year old boy liked the 11 year
0: old daughter and her brother didn't like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if they were together. I mean, he said like, he wanted the relationship to end. So I don't know if that meant they were together and he found out or if he just was in love with her and she wanted nothing to do with it. Um, but I would I would like to see how this story ended unless anybody knows and they want to let me know because this article came out in 2016 and this happened in 2016. So I'm sure by this point, there's probably a conclusion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh. So- Number seven, Yu Hagino. Yu Hagino was a 23 year old part time teacher at a private school in Uji, Kyoto, um, prefecture, uh, Japan. In early December of 2005, Hagino found out he would no longer be teaching 12 year old uh, Sayano Horimoto after her parents complained about him. Hagino did not get along with the sixth grader and she had mocked him. Upon hearing the news, Hagino became angry and bought two kitchen knives and a hammer at the hardware store. On December 10th, just a week after Hagino was told that he would not be teaching Horimoto, both he and Horimoto showed up for a Saturday exam session. Hagino then got Horimoto alone in a room and locked the door. First, he tried to hit her with the hammer. When that failed, he used a knife with that was 30 centimeters or one foot long to stab the schoolgirl 13 times in the chest, neck, and face. After the murder, he called his father and admitted killing the girl. Originally, Hagino was given 18 years in prison, but that was reduced to just 15 in 2009 because Hagino was at was at diminished capacity at the time of the murder which to me kind of sounds like not sane during the crime you know how it's like they're competent to stand trial but they were insane when they committed the crime yeah like their version of of like playing
1: for insanity or whatever right
2: Hmm. um
0: but 18 years and that's crazy to me because like japan is such a strict country like i love japan like anyone who knows me knows that. And like, they're very strict, um, on crime. They're just very strict in general. So I'm kind of surprised that like that brutal, like that was a premeditated murder. Like he didn't just happen to fly into a rage. Like he planned to kill this little girl. And it's all because she didn't, didn't like talk bad about him. She mocked him. And then her parents were like, we no longer want him to teach our daughter I'd have been like, okay, cool. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Right. So that's
1: what's, I mean, mean, maybe I didn't read that correctly. Or maybe like when they said that, that meant maybe was he like losing his job or something then? I wonder. I don't think so because he was a part-time teacher and a private.
0: Oh, he taught in a private school, but, but what I don't understand is it says that just a week after he was told that he would no longer be teaching her. They both showed up for a Saturday exam session. Why?
1: Yeah. I mean, I know like, like maybe their it was like school structure, like and everything's different there. So,
0: yeah. I mean, it could be like after this is over because they probably, you know, they probably paid for it. So it's like after this set of exams are over, then you're no longer the tutor. Like, I don't really know. Hmm. But, that's just I mean 18 to 15 that's crazy man like Mm -hmm. that seems very light I mean she's a child
2: yeah anyway
0: um number six Chen Pequan um we don't have any Chinese listeners so if you know someone who's in China let them know so I can be corrected on my uh ignorant pronunciation of words So for six years, um, I'm just going to say Chen because there's a lot of words in here that I'm going to mess up. So for six years, Chen of um, Suix County, uh, Guangdong Province, China, struggled with mental illness. At times, he would stay in the hospital for months. His employer, the Yangon Middle School, wouldn't pay for the hospital stays or his medication. They would only pay him to work. The last time he returned from the hospital, uh, Chen had a, cer- had a certificate that said he was healthy. So he was able to begin teaching English uh, or continue, begin again teaching English. But in early 2003, Chen was running out of money to pay for his medication because, again, the school wouldn't pay for it. Things came to a head on January 25th, 2003. Uh, Chen went to the teacher's dormitory armed with a vegetable knife. He attacked the person who answered the door and then indiscriminately stabbed and slashed anyone he found. He ended up killing four students and injured two other students
2: and a fellow teacher. Talk about a fit of rage. Yep, and somebody who
0: was not mentally able or should have been teaching anybody. Oh, well. Number five, Raymond Dale Payne. One night in August 1975, 16-year-old Debbie Gamma was in an argument with her mother and stormed out of their Erie, Pennsylvania house. Sadly, that was the last time her family saw her alive. Her practic- her partially decomposed body was discovered floating in the Caswaygo. I hope it's
2: not,
0: ooh, Creek. Four days later. Her neck, wrists, and legs had been bound with copper-covered wire, and she had been strangled with that same wire. She also had sexual intercourse sometime before she died, or probably by force, if that's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Over 400 days later, the police linked the wire used to kill Gama to 39-year-old Raymond Dale Payne, Gama's favorite English teacher. During the long search of the killer, uh, I'm sorry, during the long search for the killer, Payne had continued to work at the school that Gama had attended. He was charged with murder in 1976 and pleaded guilty to killing Gama. Payne said that he had tied Gama to a tree, but he did not rape or kill her. Sure.
2: So you just, He was still found guilty. Yeah, go ahead. I was like, no, yeah, that's false.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, was- I'm just going to tie her there, but that's
2: it. it. Yeah. It was just for funsies.
0: <laughs> I didn't do it. It's like that, you know, it's like that whole partial guilt thing. Like I'll admit to something, but I won't admit to the other thing because I want a lesser, I want to be, I want to disassociate, right? Like people right. do this shit all the time.
2: Right? Oh yeah.
0: Um, Payne said that he had tied gamma to a tree. But he did not rape or kill her. He was still found guilty of first degree murder and given a life sentence. For decades, Payne tried to get his sentence reduced, even asked for Gama's body to be exhumed to show he didn't rape her. He feels that he should be guilty of a lesser crime like manslaughter. But I thought he didn't kill her.
2: (laughs) I mean, manslaughter like would be his actions led to her death, basically, which I don't
1: know. It's a very fine line there right like
0: manslaughter I feel is always used as like the bargaining chip because like if you get into a car accident right and you kill someone that's involuntary manslaughter right like you weren't going out of your way to do that and then voluntary manslaughter I don't really know the whole definition of voluntary manslaughter but I think when I think about it I'm like you went with the intent to induce harm but not death and then, if they die of their wounds, you now have voluntarily manslaughtered Somebody, I could be wrong. Yeah,
1: I think I that that would, I think that that's accurate. At least that's how I would interpret it as well. Or
0: like, if you're guilty by association, you usually get that charge tacked on to you, right? Yeah. Like, if someone goes to murder someone and you and they lied to you and said, oh, I need to go pick up something from my ex's house and you drive them there and then they murder their ex and then they get in the car and they tell you they murdered their ex and you do nothing about it. You're now guilty by association, right? I mean, if someone in the criminal justice system listens to this and I'm wrong, let us know what voluntary manslaughter. I could Google it, but that's no fun. Um, I'll probably Google it later. Anyway, so he feels he should be guilty of a lesser crime like manslaughter. He is. His last appeal was in late 2015, and it still got declined, which, good, as it should be. Um, and it doesn't, here's my thing, is he says he just tied her to a tree and he left, and I was like, okay, then how did she end up, like, moved to a different location and, like, re-tied up? Like,
1: someone just found her and was like, oh, hell yeah, like someone we well, stumbled across this this here female tied to this tree take
2: advantage yeah, of this right? opportunity like, like it's
1: like a, it's you know. like a gift there you go it's poor poor child so there's a lot to that that
0: doesn't get mentioned i'm like why was he her favorite teacher how did he end up finding her and tying her to a tree like there's a lot there that needs to be unpacked and i'm just kind of like i'm just gonna put this on the list <clears throat> Okay, so number four, Liu Hongwen. On September 30th, 2004, Liu, a 28-year-old teacher, went to his school in China's central uh, Hunan province. He had been working there for a year, despite the fact that he he had known history of mental illness. On that day, he entered a grade one classroom with a meat cleaver and killed four children. Hongwen then went to another classroom where he held 64 people, including children and teachers, hostage for several hours. During this nightmare scenario, Hongwen continued his assaults, attacking four teachers. The police arrived shortly after the rampage began, and after some negotiating, Hongwen gave up peacefully. In total, four children died and nine students and three teachers were injured. Later on, Hongwen pleaded not guilty by reason of insanity. He was diagnosed with schizophrenia and has
2: sent and was sent to a mental institution for psychiatric help. Uh, That's scary. You never know who's teaching your children. You
1: never know. Oh,
0: and nowadays, don't even get me started. Like this whole, like, as long as you can like breathe and say your name, we'll hire you to be a teacher is basically the American education system now,
2: so. Yeah.
0: This is your, if you needed a, if you needed, what's the phrase? A sign. You needed a sign to not go to university. Don't, I don't know, I'm talking about public school. I know it's public school. It's not like college, but like, fuck it, man. You can learn literally anything better online, like Skillshare, or like there's totally a bunch of other websites you can go to to learn anything. And you're going to learn it better than you would in American school system. Like people like to remember when we were kids, it was like, it was a joke if somebody was like middle school, like homeschooled, not like they would get made fun of. But it was just kind of like there was always a stereotype around homeschool people, right? Nowadays, I'm kind of like shit, man. Like, I don't have to deal with stupid public school. Um, I don't have to deal with these stupid parents, and my kid could literally. I could get them something online and they could learn she's actually interested in that. Great. There's websites for kids that are way better. And that's just, I'm just going off on a tangent here, but like
2: the American education system is a fucking joke.
0: (laughs) Except if you want to be something that requires a degree, like a medical professional, I would fucking hope you have a medical degree to be treating people. Like it's shit like that that I'm like, no, you should go to school for that. Like engineers need to go to school for that. Teachers. No, don't need to go to school for that.
1: Nurses, doctors, like pilots, like that shit. That's different. Yeah. I tell people too, all the time though, it's, it's really not necessary. Like if someday I do have children and they tell me that, Hey, I have this plan for my future, but that doesn't involve school. Great. That's fine. Um, obviously, you know, that Sean does trade work too. And he makes a killer living off of it. So He's doing great. <laughs> like, I, There's so much money thing, to like, be made just by knowing a skill, you know, and being good exactly. at it. So. And if you hone in on that exactly. skill in- and are interested in it, like you can go sky's the limit.
0: Yeah. And I think one of two things that are happening one, I think trade schools um, are undervalued. And I think, again, there was a stigma on trade schools, right? Mm-hmm. Also, I think trade schools are going to make a huge leap in like students and enrollments and things like that. Because again, you're going there to learn a skill and it's just totally, totally different. But yes, and I digress. Anyway, we could talk on a whole thing on that too. Yeah, my cousin on here, she was a teacher for two years and peaced out. She's like, I'm done. So, whatever. Sure. Okay, number three, we're almost done. Violet John Burling. Early in the morning of October 12, 1950, the police station in Long Beach, California received a frantic phone call. It was, a, it was accordion teacher, Violet John Burling, and she claimed that her 10-year-old student, Catherine Frances Erickson, wasn't breathing. When the police arrived, they found the young girl dead with her feet and hands tied to a straight-backed chair and an accordion strap around her shoulders. Burling said that when she awoke at 6am, she heard Erickson crying as for why she was bound to the chair. Burling said Erickson did that
2: to herself. Make that make sense. Yeah. (laughs) That's physically impossible, Uh, but cool.
0: Yeah. She was a masochist. Many of this is a 10 year old child. She was a masochist who liked to tie herself up and cut herself too. So how had Erickson ended up in Burling's home? Well, the young girl moved in with Burling when her parents fell on hard times, thus allowing her to practice the accordion with her teacher full time. Once Erickson was moved in, Burling kept her parents away by saying the girl would lose her touch if they showed up, and this would make Erickson increasingly sad. Burling also claimed that the girl was tied up to prevent her from hurting herself which is counterintuitive to what you just said. Yeah. What was really happening was that Burling was abusing Erickson Chocker. The girl was often gagged and tied to a chair and on one and on the day she died she choked on her own vomit and was dead hours before Burling called the police. The coroner, the coroner also said that some of the cuts and bruises, both new ones and the cuts that had scarred over, could not possibly have been made by Erickson. Broling was convicted of murder and given a
2: life sentence. Rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Almost done. The 10-year-old was a masochist. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Uh, Norman Simons or Simmons.
0: Starting in 1986, the bodies of young boys were found in the Cape Flats area of Cape Town, South Africa. All in all, the police discovered 22 victims, including one unidentified man. Most of the victims were all younger than 15. All children had been sodomized and strangled. They were then buried face down in shallow graves. By 1992, the story was making national headlines, and the South African Police Service developed a profile of the killer. In 1992, the profile said that the murderer was probably about 28 years old. Chances were good that he worked as a teacher, policeman, or priest, and he was most likely raping—he uh, was most likely raped himself before the age of 14. The final victim, nine-year-old Elroy van Roo- Ruyen, was last seen at the train station in Mitchell's Plain, a township off the Cape Flats. Thanks to eyewitness accounts from two other boys, the police tracked down 27-year-old Norman Simmons, a grave, a grade five teacher in Mitchell's Plain. He was also he was also a former teacher of one of the victims, Neville Sumai, and he was known to have checked himself into a psychiatric hospital for depression after the murders with, were committed. The police interviewed him and he confessed to the murder of Van Ruyen. Also, in later confessions, Simmons said that he said that when he was a young boy, he had been raped by his brother. In other words, Simmons had a lot of the traits that were predicted by the police profile. Although Simmons reacted or recanted his confession and there was no physical evidence tying him to any of the murders, he was eventually convicted of murdering uh, Van Ruyen, but none of the others. He was dubbed the station strangler because it's believed that he lured the children away from the train station and authorities think he used his position as a teacher to do so. He was sentenced to 35 years and
2: was eligible for parole in 2015. Gross. It's the, it's those kinds of cases where it's like, there's not real closure, Mm -mm. you know? Um, and our last story, Heinz Schmidt.
0: At approximately 11 a.m. on June 20th, 1913, Mariah Pohl, a teacher at the Schul School in uh, Bremen, Germany. Hey, I think that's where our listeners are in Bremen. That word looks familiar. Hey, you guys can correct <laughs> me, too. Uh, Freeman Germany put her students into two lines to go out for recess that's when 21 29 year old Heinz Schmidt an unemployed teacher ran up the stairs and started shooting at the students two girls were immediately killed and one girl who tried to escape over the stairway railing fell to her death
2: Mm -hmm.
0: reacting quickly Paul barricaded the rest of the students in a classroom a janitor who who heard the shots jumped on Schmidt's back Go janitor, we love that. Uh, just as Schmidt started to break through the door, unfortunately, Schmidt was able to wrestle the janitor off, and he shot the man in the face. Schmidt then turned his attention to the group, to a group of boys who were running across the courtyard, injuring five of them. A teacher tried to stop Schmidt and was shot twice. Luckily, both he and the janitor survived. By now, parents and people living near the school had become aware of the shooting, and they flocked to the scene. Finally, fifteen minutes after the shooting started, a coachman got into the school and stopped Schmidt by hitting him with the pitchfork. I would have stabbed him, but whatever.
1: Yeah, I mean, it should be pointy. Stab, stab, you know. Stab, stab. But sure, I mean,
0: do what do what you gotta do, man.
1: You know. Yeah, yeah. If it works, it works. You know.
0: <laughs> it takes him down. Um. Schmidt was arrested and had to and had to be protected from a lynch mob. Yeah. Rightfully so. Poke poke stab stab. I think is rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Um in total 21 people were injured and 5 were killed. Schmidt was sent to a mental institution and died 20 years later. Today the Bremen school shooting is considered the first mass school blah, 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 the first mass school murder
2: in history. And that started in 1913. Um, And just a little bit about our author, uh, Robert Grimmick is a Canadian freelance writer.
0: So hey, Canada. Uh, you can friend him on Facebook, follow him on Twitter or Pinterest, or visit his website. So thank you. Um, I'll put his website in the description because all these stories were all of his writing. He takes all of the credit. I'm just here to portray the stories and talk about them. So uh, we'll give Robert his spotlight so there's my disturbing sad stories of students being killed by their teachers
2: um sorry to make you depressed (laughs) that last one just made me think of like I I guess it was like the way that he did it was
0: similar to like the Norway attacks um Mm -hmm. Just because like he just started hunting people down, but he like killed people like left and right. It was just, all of those are crazy. um. And yeah, listen, it would have been a less depressing story if I could have found some, some, some claims or accusations of people dying because of dreams. That would have been a way cooler thing to cover. Um, hmm. Maybe I will go find something on Reddit to dive down to. But if you have any stories like that, or anything, not of teachers killing students, but of weird dreams. Cause I did find one thing that I almost got excited about, but it was about sleep paralysis. The cool thing about it though, is it was like, it's called something different in different countries and I'd have to go find it to like name them. But I was like,
1: that'd be something cool to cover too. Sleep paralysis. Oh, I know. I've (laughs) already had, I have that on my list of things that I might end up doing. I just like
0: to give you things. I'm like, look at all this stuff. (laughs)
1: Well, we both we both know that I have my own stories on that.
0: Yeah, you should. I don't know how, how much you deal with Reddit, but you should definitely dive in and do a story on the back rooms. Have you heard of the back rooms? Mm-mm. Okay, well, M, M does a lovely job of covering the back rooms of, and that's why we drink. So if you can listen is to it that it episode, kind of like, do
1: it. Is it kind of like portals or something? Or like other dimension kind of shit? Yes. Okay. I kind of, I, I've kind of like very minimally heard of it before.
0: Yeah. She, it's like one of their, it's kind of like in the middle section, I think, because there was like a little time, like if I'm thinking about it, there was like a few weeks where M kind of, I don't know if it was planned or not, but like she kind of covers very similar things of like the back rooms as one. And then it's like the elevator game she kind of touches on. So it's like a couple of weeks where some interesting, like, crossover stuff kind of happens in terms of like dimensions and parallel universes and like all that kind of stuff. Um, but the back rooms is bananas. So just throwing that your way. <laughs> but that's all that I got. It was a short one, nothing, nothing crazy, but, um, I think thoughts? it's like a,
1: it's a big episode where you really got to take into consideration, like mental health for, I think a lot of these people, you know, and, um, mm-hmm the the accessibility of getting help in that sense and I know there's usually like a really big stigma obviously around mental health but I don't want people to associate just somebody just because somebody has a mental condition that they are going to go around and killing people you know I think the biggest thing is that these people get the help that they need and you know get the support that they need so they don't do these kind of actions but yeah of course don't associate obviously everybody who has these kind of conditions that they're automatically going to murder people.
0: <laughs> yes. And I think that's definitely something that I've harped on in a lot of previous episodes. And it's a big thing that I'm, I'm a big advocate for as well. It's like most of the time they're not going to hurt people. It's, it's like with anything, right? It's the small few that pollute the whole bunch. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it, And you're right. Like a lot of this was And more research can conclude a bunch of other things because like I said these are just like small snippets of a bigger story that definitely didn't get covered so if there's anything that you would like more info on let me know if there's anything you guys like more info on let me know I would love to dive into some of these I might cover some of these there's a couple of them that I'm like I just need to know more what what's going on here um in future episodes but we not everybody is safe so I mean these are these these YouTube videos are classified as not suitable for children but you know I was I was a bad child too so if you are a child don't just believe that your teacher is going to keep you safe or your doctor or anybody because everybody in every profession has abused the power that they have um so trust your gut don't just don't just assume because they're an authority figure that they are they are in the right cuz they
2: probably are so my right.
0: All right, guys. Well, thank you so, so much for being depressed with us. Um, Wherever you're listening to us, if there is a like, rate, subscribe, follow button, you have no idea how much that impacts um, our show and our availability to not only you, but to other people to discover us, um, Mm -hmm. as well as updating our boost and the algorithm. Um, And if you're listening and watching on YouTube, definitely Give us a like, subscribe, and, you know, keep put the notification thingy on. Keep in touch with us. We, we want you guys to see all the new stuff that we put out for you. So we're, mm-hmm. hopefully by the time this comes out, we're already way over 500 listeners and uh, our listeners, 500 downloads. And we're already had our big announcement out. So we'll see. We, we did some of these back to back, but thank you so much for being here. And we will, oh, cheers. I'm getting better. I'm remembering. And this was
2: my thing. Cheers. cheers. <laughs> Uh, and we will catch you on the next one.